Oh, hello, and welcome to Aldente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And tonight we have a special guest. Hi, this is Matt from The Drunk and the Ugly. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. Tonight we have Quake 3 Bots and the phenomenon around it. This, it should be noted this story does not have a title because it's uh, less of a story and more of a screenshot. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely in that kind of... Um, it's a copy is, pasta, which I yeah. guess is why... It, this, this is almost a copy pasta. It's, like, it's a creepy image pasta. Yeah. Kind of like how a lot of... I, I find that a lot of like skin uh, Skinwalker uh, stories, like they come out of like X-Thread on 4chan as like those like kind of image... like Just like a, a cat screen cap. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I was using my hands to try and like <laughs> like so to illustrate that <laughs> on audio, t- but um, but yeah. Um, so I guess for anybody who wants to know what Quake Three Bot is all about, yeah, it's a screen cap of a of a image board uh, or thread on 4chan. Was it? Or it looks like it, it looks like yeah. 4chan. It 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 looks yeah. So I'm going to assume it's 4chan, but we don't have the header or anything like that, so it's just this thread that yeah. is actually um, maybe from 4chan. Uh, honestly, like, the people on here sound too reasonable for it to actually be 4chan. <laughs> yeah. Um, Although, also, I don't know, look- I've, never actually been on, I've never been on 4chan, like, for real. I've done a little searching of TG, so I... Well, we just... Yeah. So, uh, me and uh, Gamer actually just went on um, X to because uh, sh- he had never actually seen 4chan, and yeah, it was pretty chaotic. Yeah. <laughs> like, w- this was a lot. Like the the story we got or the like through the caption is a lot more coherent than what I saw on X Thread today. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. Well, also, when was this actually out? Uh, this came oh. out. Quick. So this this screenshot says 2011. But the story right. actually got picked up about 2013, and so I'm pretty sure. Let me see. What is the? Like it t- took a couple of years to build. For, well, it uh, might also have just yeah. been like they might have just made the post from around here because I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Um, the everything I've seen about it and my own like the the time that I discovered this was because. Um, was yeah because there were stories from yeah ju- around July of 2013 was when the story got popular. Yeah. So I it might have been out like for years. I I'm not sure. And it just took a little while for it to kind of or it, <laughs> or the dates might be fabricated. That yeah and we'll get into that yeah cuz this entire thing it might be like I, I could see it being three like three ways. It's either like somebody like posted it and then the reactions were like natural. Um it was a bunch of people that basically like hoaxed it like in real time or yeah the entire image itself is doctored so i guess we should say what this yeah story story quotes 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 also hey it's robo ember guys still so we're doing quake bots um or quake 3 bots um but yeah so it's basically this guy um finds out that quake 3 bots are um simulated or emulated off of a neural network and so he decides to take a server and spend four years just have it running um forgets about it even and has like 16 bots just basically playing in different arenas like that are constantly cycling through and when he finally goes to remember to check it 
uh, after four years, um, all the bots are staying still. They have they aren't attacking each other, and they've all got like a zero zero kill death rate. Um, and so he thinks this is kind of weird. He's talking to the people on this image board. Uh, he decides to load up the um, the game like onto his computer and pl- go into it into the server. And he does, and they all just kind of, they still just stay there standing, uh, but they all, like, turn to face him whenever, wherever he's moving around in the arena, and he finally decides to grab a gun and frags one, and then immediately is swarmed and killed by the other bots, and then the system crashes. Um, and that's basically the, the really, like, that's, that's basically the end of the server, but he also realizes that each one of the Quake bots has 512 megabytes of, like, personal memory yeah like five, five, yeah, yeah in, their, in their in their in their uh, bot logs yeah um and he's going he goes on like it's like that's that's 16 plus uh or 16 times 512 megabytes that's eight gigs like those, these little these, these semi-sentient fuckers better are better be grateful i'm not deleting them right now and <laughs> like to make yeah. up space <laughs> it's like and that's basically where it ends it just ends right there on that little comment yeah yeah and, and so this is more than ends yeah, it's. I mean, yeah, it's. It stopped. It's. 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 It adequate. It accurately reflects what a conversation on an image board is like. Oh, yeah. Okay. Like, well, I, some of the yeah, some of the conversation, like some of the the responses were. I don't know. I thought they were kind of accurate to that kind of thing. Yeah. There. It's, like, it's. It's very. It feels very much like an image board. But you notice, like, too many people are saying the thing about here. So, like, there's. So one of the things in here is there's multiple posts that's like. Perhaps they think a zero to zero kill death ratio is better than the statistical inevitability of one to one, or like mm-hmm. the ultimate survival strategy they developed over four years. Nobody kills if nobody, or nobody dies if nobody kills. They achieved something we couldn't: world peace. And it's like, yeah, these guys are kind of hitting this point on the nose a bit much. The thing yeah. is, though, like, um, so you sent me like this is um uh, with a list of other like RoboVember stuff, um, like way back when, just a bunch of bot uh, stories. And I got the re- you also sent me a Reddit like talk about this, and a lot of their conversations were basically emulating like this these guys. It's like oh they've started world peace, and then they're like, or like hey, oh man like I loved war games. Well, so like <laughs> that game. So, yeah, but I mean in this case there the the in this case that conversation was was spurred on by people reading the by people reading the the, the, the story which thing. which yeah. which features the words world peace a couple of times and the the idea that the bots had stopped fighting because that's the that was the best way to win the, the is just <laughs> to, quote, to, to quote sun tzu the greatest uh victories in the battle never fought <laughs> yeah. yeah and I, I will say like just I, as i was reading it um like this isn't really a creep like a horror creepy pasta it's, it's not a like creep- a weird yeah it's, pasta it's, if best it's yeah. It it is. It's a copy pasta, but it's got a. It's got a couple of. It's 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 got a creepy element in it. Yeah. It has unsettling potential. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because really. I think the, that's and I think that's the thing is that it's not. It, none of it's very clear as to like. Well, I mean, it's it's very cut and dried. But like the the idea you're taking away from it is sort of mm. like the implication of it is is creepy. And then there's, uh, for me personally, there was, like, uh, there is that thing of, like, the bots not moving when you go into the game, but they're, like, watching you and not, but not attacking like they should. Like, they're not acting normally, and that's, for, there, there was a twinge of, like, creepiness in my, in the yeah, back they, of my mind the, as the, I read it. The, the creepy part of it is, like, the idea that these, that these bots for this game have developed some level of sapience. Yeah. Um, to the point where, like, they would also recognize 
And that's one of the things that's written in here is like, if you go into the server, they're going to destroy you because you're not one of them. Yeah. And so that's, that also, one of those things also comes in that when the player enters, they recognize that the player is not one of the other bots. And so they're like eyeing them to see if they can trust, see if they can trust them. Yeah, and then exactly. the game crashes after they frosty. kill him. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, and that, it's that like kind it's... of that kind of part of it, like that's that's sort of the creepy element that I guess caused people to start calling this a, a creepy pasta. Yeah. Yeah, it's the fact that like they like oh like the only way also oh god we have invaders all right we're crashing this <laughs> or like yeah, that's one part I didn't get like why did it just all of a sudden just die right at the end well um, I think I mean... also one of the other things here is the guy saying like my server's running really slowly right now and like keep in mind Quake Three came out in 1999 uh, a time yeah. when having a two gigabyte hard drive meant you were hot shit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, I did actually, like, some people were mentioning on, like, that Reddit fo- thread as well, and even on some of the Twitter feeds I got <laughs> while I was looking at this thing, um, is uh, that the Quake, like, maintenance for a Quake server would have required, like, at least, like, 200 days at the very minimum for maintenance. Like, it would have to be, like, turned off or, like, reset or something. Hmm. So, um, I'm not sure entirely how accurate that is, but, like, yeah, like, they... It's probably would... about true, because it would have been loaded up in, like, the RAM and all that. Yeah. Also, it's just, like, really, uh, like, this guy must have had, like, I guess, like, some kind of, like, power reserve or something, if, like, because power fluctuations, brownouts are a thing that happen on a yearly no, basis. No, don't worry about it. He's got, he's got so... a generator. He's got a UPS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's his pirating server. He needs to keep. He needs to keep uploading those torrents because you don't want to be a bad pirate, right? <laughs> exactly. Can't stop the signal. Um. So yeah. So I guess one of the things that we'll we'll go into here and uh, like, do you like? Do you have anything else to like throw in on the story itself? I mean, as the story itself, like, yeah, like I said, like the creepy thing for me was the like, the mannequin effect of the uh, of them not actually attacking you or I guess kind of like it's more like a social like anxiety because like you're the stranger kind of thing yeah I think you're but, reading too deep into this <laughs> oh I know I know and you're and that, yeah and really you're being it. you're being judged by something yeah <laughs> by your and, computer and like, <laughs> I mean and aside from that and the implication of it being like a creepy like or like being basically like Skynet or sentience yeah um this... accidental sentience it's like there's nothing else really creepy about it so that also, this also reminds me of an SCP entry, which I'm guessing with all the SCP stuff you've gone through, I can't remember the exact name of it, but you remember the the tape of the basketball game? Um, I think I remember a basketball game one, yeah. Because this reminds me, this reminds me of, of, now that I've like read a lot more stuff and I'm coming back to this four years later, um... There's so there's this SCP entry that's basically the, a tape of like um, the NBA Finals where every time you play it, um, the players seem it's the players more seem to remember aware. what happened the last time around, and yeah, so they they, they start aware, right? they start getting better at the game, and then after a while they st- they stopped playing the game, then they started rioting <laughs> and stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's almost like yeah, like they're like they're s- somehow like supernaturally or like paranormally like. Is caught in a time loop because of the because they're trapped in a VHS or yeah. trapped in a video recording. Yeah, and it's a, it, I guess this is sort of a this is this is sort of a I'm not going to call it a trope, but this is like the third such story I guess I've found on that because or story element because that's also the plot of uh, Worn Out by the Little Fears. Oh yeah, right. Um, the one that we were gonna touch on in that episode, and then we did, we did yeah, and we didn't because it was a, <laughs> it was like a story, and we were running long. 
That's fair, yeah. Um, but yeah, and also it's kind of I kind of also got a little bit of hint of like that micro uh, micro world thing. Um, it, yeah, it's where the like a, where where the where the game recognizes that it's a game and starts starts talking to its god and saying, "Please fix us." And he's like, "I yeah. don't know." <laughs> yeah, it's like the or like like again like the Simpsons did it with like the the Lisa thing. Simpsons like, did it. Yeah, they, 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 <laughs> just, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, like this is like the same kind of like premise is like the like oh god, our creators in our world. It was like oh god, they just like basically shut down or they just like leave because they've ascended or whatever. Uh, not quite in this one because like, this one they just like it just well because they just crashes, the, this whole so. <laughs> this whole thing is they rec- is they they realize the futility of their existence and they just stop Cra- yeah they just crash it <laughs> well before then they just stopped fighting because they realize oh, yeah, because yeah. they and I'm I'm now also reading into this too much but it's like they either realize it's point they they realize it's pointless to fight yeah I just feel like or the whole something. thing doesn't really go anywhere like they set it up like they can do a thing and then they don't do a thing. What do you mean? Like, the whole thing is they're becoming sentient. Like, they're thinking, they're understanding that they don't want to fight anymore. But then the only thing that really happens is that one scene where the player goes in, they kill him, and then it somehow crashes the server. Yeah, so this is, yeah, this is, they think this this was designed to be sort of a, like, a short thing. But yeah, they didn't even play on one of the best parts of, um, so in, in preparation for this, I read a 118-page thesis on how the Quake oh. 3 bots actually work. Oh, You're doing God's work, man. <laughs> and there's a, it was actually really fascinating to read. Um, I recommend I, I recommend you read it if you've got, like, two hours to kill. Uh, maybe skip over some of the very, very technical parts, but the Quake 3 bots could do a lot more than I thought they could. Because <laughs> one, the, one of the actually, like, legit creepy things about Quake 3 bots is they can read chat, and they can initiate chat. Really? Oh. So why didn't they touch on that? Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know. I, I feel like... So, the thing is, I think if they were going to do that, they would have had to change the context for this. Because this is not like... It wouldn't... It wouldn't translate very well to this... To, to the style of story they were doing here. They would have had to have made it in a different format. Huh. Because, like, there's not, like, a chat log in Quake. I mean, they could have just... You know, made you could have said like, "Oh, I, I looked, I, I, I the, the server crashed, but I was able to grab like, I was able to grab the the log, the log files for the chat here." Because one of the things also the the reason so also just sidetracking for a moment, um, I yeah. read this story when it was fresh, and mm-hmm. for a hot two to three hours, I thought this story was real because it's presented, it's it's presented in a way that is convincing to a layperson. And it looks yeah. like it looks like a real copy pasta, or you know, or you know, whatever. Like a, it, it's it's how it's it's how a thread on 4chan would be archived, and it feels real enough. And then I did a lot of searching, and I ended up finding out like um, I think the thing the thing that I ended up finding was like. Uh, the logs that the guy posted are uh, not actually in the right place, and a Quake Three bot log can never get this big. Yeah, and that's like okay. This is th- okay. This this is fake. This is like yeah, I, yeah. like I thought it was. But for a while, I was questioning whether or not it was real. And so like, and so that's kind of the thing about this. I think, and I think that's part of it is if the guy included a chat log where the bots started talking to him, because I yeah. think that the thing is whoever the author of this is wanted it to look legitimate and be possibly convincing and if the bots started talking to him that would push 
the limits of believability past the point for most people. And it's more than doable, too, because, like, you're saying that there would need to be some sort of log, like a text file that he, he, he would pull it from, but not necessarily, because he took a screenshot of uh, Windows showing those files, so nothing saying that he can't take a screenshot of the actual game with the chat on screen. Yeah, it's like, because so the, he specifically so, so the, chose Quake Three. I'm assuming he has Quake Three. He yeah, he he, he, down, he downloads Quake Three in there, obviously. Um, if, so, have you played Quake Three? If I have, it's been so long. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. So the main <laughs> thing I haven't played Quake Three in a while, but the main thing I remember about chat is that it's low. Is that it's relegated to about the top sixteenth of the screen. Because okay, the game sense. didn't want you to focus too much on chat when, like, dudes are shooting at you. Yeah, so it's yeah, not like the fair. whole side of the screen's filled up with chat. Yeah, and so it would have also been hard to, like... I mean, I guess, you know, you could have been like, oh, I took all these screenshots and, like, copy... And, and but it, it, you know, there's there's ways that it could have been done, but I think, I think it's just the idea that the bots would start talking to him and putting together sentences would have pushed this past the... Put, Pats the point of believability, which I think is what this story was shooting for, and achieved in a large portion of people. Yeah, like yeah. we had like, like, this, I looked, this, we had articles of uh, like Forbes, Forbes, and For- like fucking Forbes was the first one that that posted this, <laughs> and then it got reposted by Business Insider. It got posted oh by God. Huffington Post, uh, Kotaku. <laughs> uh. Which, like, honestly, okay, none of those are none of those are what I would call really like credible sources, sources or whatever. Yeah. Like Huffington Post is probably the closest thing to a credible source here, but like, it, it, and it's also very much up their alley because it's very much that kind of quirky tech stuff. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, it's and and all of these except Forbes, all of them except Forbes have posted a correction. Like, okay, yeah, this is a story. We found out that it was a story. <laughs> Oh, they're still rolling with it. Yeah, no, he, yeah, he, oh, yeah. I think I Forbes just didn't article. update it. Oh, yeah, okay. I think that's just it. Like, I read the article, and he's just like, I don't know if this is real or not. I want to believe, or at least uh, leaves the story leaves me to wonder, what if you left a, four, a four-year uh, server running? <laughs> and, like, how about you? The, the only way we can prove this is if you, the viewers... Go out there, get your your Quake Three uh, like servers going, and just have them run for half a decade, and, oh, yeah, and record your data, and then get back to us. <laughs> I was like, oh, I can't tell if you're being if you're joking or yeah. or being serious in your article. <laughs> yeah, and it's just and so like yeah, it's this thing where and I'm trying to let's see, is it? Um, I think it's Business Insider where they say. Um, yeah, the story feels true because the image of the chat thread is filled with enough gamer tech jargon, including screenshots of data logs, to seem like the real thing. And developers have created AI bots for Quake who have learned new fighting skills as the game evolved. Before both HuffPost and Forbes grabbed it, the rumor was given new life by Matt Murray, who happens to be a content strategist at Delete, a digital strategy agency. We're not saying that Murray knew the thread was faked, but he certainly has credentials to know what kind of material goes viral very, very quickly. So so the guy was like, in, like possibly in on it, or like he... He might have, I mean... Yeah, so like, they're just they're, kind of propagated the the the, the hoax. <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the things that they're, they're like. We're not saying that this guy was making clickbait, but he might have been making yeah. clickbait. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, um, he knew what buttons to press, so he probably did. Uh, another thing that I found interesting was uh, so like I look uh, one, again going through that Reddit like thread that had like all the like, different links and stuff. They had uh, John Cormack, is it? The guy John Ca- it? John Carmack. John Carmack. John, John yeah. Carmack and John Romero were the founders of IdSoft. Uh, right. Carmack stayed on to make Quake. Romero. Arrow left to make Daikatana. 
Oh. <laughs> Good for him. <laughs> huh. Um... <laughs> But yeah, like John uh, Carmack, uh, like tweeted, it's like um, Quake Three bots don't have neural networks. Uh, yeah, that's and that's the first and line it, in this is Quake Three yeah. uses a neural network to learn. Yeah, and but like the Twitter, like that the the tweeting the tweet response for that art for that single tweet was ridiculous. Like I never I didn't even get to the bottom. Like but I went well into the hundreds. Well, yeah. So like the thing is, this <laughs> like, was this was a big this was like a big phenomenon. And also, like on top, like people, they're they're it, even on the Reddit thread, people are like, "I don't care what you're saying. I want to believe this is true." Yeah, no. And it's yeah. this, it's this thing, like John Carmack. It's it's the equivalent of John Carmack coming out and saying Santa Claus isn't real. Well, yeah, that was <laughs> yeah, that was what Will Wheaton said on that tweet. <laughs> He's oh, yeah. like, "Why are you, you tell me the Santa Claus is, <laughs> doesn't exist anymore?" <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but yeah, like a lot of the yeah, they were just basically doing that. Like it's like I don't care if this isn't real. I want to believe. I have to believe. Or it's like way to way to ruin our fun or way to way to break our dreams. Well, yeah, and so place. the other thing is, there's like um, uh, gamer in yellow. I don't know if um, have you seen the have you seen the the Sig Bovic presentation by uh, I think John Seven is oh. his name about uh, learn fun and play fun. We don't believe so. You you sent me that. Or I watched it earlier today. I actually should have. Yeah, you probably should. Uh, um, do we want to take? Do we do? Do we want to take? Well, I don't know. We could just explain it, and you could watch it later. I, I, yeah, it's it's sixteen minutes long, I think. Um, and but, do you want to run it down or is it important? So so the thing is that so the thing is that this uh, the the short of it this is a real thing. Um, this guy okay. made a uh, a learning algorithm like that uh he he made this like learning engine that basically uh i think he plugged into bizhawk um because bizhawk is the that's the that's the emulator that it can emulate a bunch of engines and it's the one that speedrunners use because it allows you to do a lot of frame by frame stuff and stop games and it it it, it dumps the it dumps the ram information okay and so the so the big thing about the, the the big thing he made this function that could read the ram of the nes um, because the NES has like 2K of RAM, so it's not that hard to like find individual values. And he just decided to make this like stupid function for fun that would tr- that could try to play a video game based on like it knows nothing about the game, it has no contextual information. He just um, he will play a game and give it like a minute or so of training data of him playing the game, and then the then the the program which is called Learn Fun tries to figure out what values in RAM indicate that you're winning. And oh, then really? he plugs yeah. that into something called PlayFun, which then replicates the values based on based on like a like a short term greedy algorithm that can look um, 150 frames into the future and 150 frames into the past, um, and it looks at it looks at based on what it understands about the game and some simulations it's doing. Like if it pushes this button, if that will make the RAM value that it thinks is is associated with victory go up. And so uh, he he he, made, he originally tested this on Mario, and it did a lot of like weird stuff, and could make it a couple of levels into Mario, not knowing anything about the game rules or anything like that, just knowing that like it going going right means you're winning, getting a higher score means you're winning, losing lives means that you're losing, or something like that. Like, like these, did it learn these, to the point of like grabbing coins and stuff yeah, like that? No, too, yeah, even? Oh, it yeah. even did stuff like one thing I didn't know. It, like it, it when it when it well when it picked up a mushroom, it went and started breaking every block it could because blocks are worth <laughs> fi- breaking a block gives you fifty points. <laughs> oh wow! It also actually found um, and actually exploited glitches that um, I was I, I really wasn't aware of, but and he wasn't aware of. 
Um, and it's basically uh, when you jump up, so there's a level, I think it's like level three or some of that in Mario Level one, one, three, yeah. Yeah, one, three. Um, where the, the Goombas are coming up down off of like a higher platform. Yeah. And if you jump and you time it just right, or like like you're jumping down, you're impervious. So you're actually, you squish them from below. And Weird. so, yeah, yeah, it figured it out. It, it, do that. Yeah, it figured it out. Oh, well, it saw that, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, and it could also do things like, it could also do a bunch of speedrunner tech, like wall jumps. Um, yeah. The, the, the craziest thing is in one of the later videos, he, he gives it Arkanoid and some other games, and because it doesn't know that it's controlling the paddle or it's trying to hit balls, it's just reading RAM values and knows what's associated with winning mm-hmm. and stuff like that, it knows it, it can, and because it can see the future, like it can see 300 frames basically forwards and backwards, it knows that if it hits certain buttons, that will seed um, certain things to drop that will help it. <laughs> Wow, and it knows that, and it knows that the balls, uh, the ball's trajectory when it bounces off of blocks. Well, it doesn't know what it doesn't know any of this, but it knows that it knows that it breaks more blocks basically if it hits these buttons because the direction the ball bounces is seeded by your inputs slightly <laughs> and stuff like that. But anyway, here's the best part yeah. of it: is like he plugged, he kept, he kept plugging it into games that to see how it did. Because he, he trained it on Mario, and it was mostly made to play Mario. And so it did pretty good at games that were about jumping over obstacles and running to the right. Yeah. Because yep. that was the thing. But um, he tried... He, he had it play Tetris, which is... Oh, jeez. A very complicated... It, it's a very complicated game to, to think about, and, like, it doesn't offer a lot of immediate rewards. And so it couldn't figure out quickly what the how your score went up and stuff like that. So it just started stacking blocks on top of each other because every time you drop a block, it gives you three points. Oh, it's <laughs> um, just sticking on But that. anyway, the best, the best part of this um, is that it understands, it, it understands what losing is and that it doesn't want to lose. So when it's the frame, it's about to lose. It pauses the game and never unpauses it. Yeah, like right as it was about to like basically end by going right to the very top, yeah. it paused the game and it has it never like turned unpaused. Wow. Yeah. That's almost creepier than uh, yeah, no, I, Quake yeah. it's the well, it's the same kind of implication. Like yeah. that like that creepy it's like, oh god, it's it's you know, it, it's a quote that uh comes up uh, like I, I hear it all the time. It's like, oh god, it's learning. Yeah. I thought you were gonna terror. say the only winning move is not to play. <laughs> I mean there's that too, but yeah. Like but <laughs> like, I just mean like the reaction that people get like from when they realize that like an AI is is learning or something that shouldn't be learning is learning. It's like, oh god, it's it's learning, it's gained sentience. <sighs> That fear of, uh, yeah. of, I guess, some of like the, your creation coming to life or actually like gaining some kind of intelligence. It's also funny too because the game would fail at things you think it would be good at. Like it was bad at trivia games, even though like e- like trivia games that are multiple choice. Even though it could easily see what answer would lead to the cur- what answer would give it points. <laughs> Why would it fail at it then? I don't know. It just it just mashed through the answers. I don't know why. Even even the creator doesn't know why it kept doing that. Just the AI would rather play Mario than just sit there playing a trivia game. It's more fun. That's yeah. all it is. Yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. Yeah. I just want to be a jump man's. Yeah. yeah. Totally. There's um and also I guess like um I can also talk a little bit about like some of the actual things that the QuakeBot can do, because uh, in reading this thing, I discovered apparently for the time that Quake, apparently for the time this was released, the Quake 3 AI is actually 
was actually very advanced for its time, and it actually did have. It, it did. It could learn some stuff. It it could learn some things like for, but it, it doesn't use a neural network. It uses like it uses uh, genetic learning. So like, basically, yeah. like the main thing that it could learn is um, uh, every character has. So so one of the other things I learned about this is that uh, every bot in Quake, and there's like thirty two of them, have different preferences. <laughs> Oh, huh. seriously? Like the randomized names and characters that it gives them? It um, also comes with preferences. Well, it's to like, weapons. so, yeah, so, so, yeah, every character, um, and there's even actually, uh, let me actually go to the Quake Wiki, because there's actually a, there's, there is a tier list in uh, Quake 3 for bots that goes from tier 0 to tier Z, um, and based okay. on, based on difficulty. <laughs> Uh, it, it goes tier tier zero through six, and then tier Z, which is reserved for one guy who's like the I guess supposed to be like the perfect bot. Okay, um, gotcha. But yeah, so Quake Three bots. Let's see, they have uh, like twenty characteristics, which is name, gender, attack skill. Which attack skill has a bunch of different modifiers in here. Um, it's basically like uh, attack skill is is how competent they are in fighting. So if their attack skill is less than point two, they just stand there and shoot at you and don't try to move. If they're mm-hmm. if it's over point two but less than point four, then they move forward and backward. If it's over point four, they will circle strafe. Um, and if it's over point seven, they will randomly change directions when they're circle strafing. And then yeah. also, if it's over point three, they will uh, when they're retreating, they'll run backwards and keep shooting at you. Oh damn. Um, I'm assuming that like takes into effect like if you're shooting rockets at them they'll dodge out of the way and stuff like that. Uh, or they just yeah, generally so, well, yeah, so that's the thing. Too. Yeah, they they have yeah, so they have they it, yeah, it's all the maneuvers they'll take basically. Yeah. So if if they're less than two, they don't move. If they're over if they're over four, then they actually will like will dip, duck, dive, and dodge. Um, yeah, they'll act like an actual player. Yeah, and that's because that was the whole point of the bot was to be like a player and allow you to train against something that is like a player. Yeah, yeah. Um, then they also uh, they have uh, weapon weights, which is um, basically their their whole um, the whole AI system in this is dictated by something called fuzzy logic, which is basically like sets of booleans that feed into if then statements. So like their 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 behaviors are all fixed, but the times the times that they will do certain behaviors are variable depending on uh depending on circumstance so every bot has a weapon that they like to use if they can but there's other things in there so like if the if the ammunition for their weapon is low they will switch to another weapon if their weapon is out of range they will switch to another weapon or run away or something like that um then every bot has a different viewing angle they can see at um the default is 90 but some of them have a wider range of vision and some of them have a smaller range of vision Hmm. Uh, then they can also they have a maximum um, view max change, which is how fast they can turn around. They have a reaction time. They have aim accuracy, which is between zero and one. And then they have oh yeah, aim skill, which this one's cool. And I guess kind of f- so like one of the big things about this is that uh, like when people say that the Quake Three AI was very advanced, um, mostly what they mean is it was very good at navigating and very good at predicting where targets would move. Yeah. That's one of the things with bots that, like, they're generally pretty stupid. Like, you could just stand around a corner, one guy comes around, there he is, get, shoot him, there comes the next one. Like, they kind of move on the same path. Yeah, so this, so the thing about Quake, so so in most of the early games, um, and I think a, a common thing that happened with bots is they use a system called waypointing, where 
um, as they moved around the map, they would discover value. They would discover items of interest, and they would put like breadcrumbs there. And they're like, "All right, I know health's here. I know weapons here. I know the objectives here. I know that there was an enemy here." And they would kind of try and calculate this stuff. And it was really costly and not that good because they didn't understand the map layout. So what Quake yeah. had was something called the area awareness system. That basically, um, <coughs> when you compile the map, um, it base it would break down. Um, every piece of geometry in the map, and give that a give that a like difficulty in in moving, and a reachability score, and then every and then also figure out what was in there. So instead of waypointing, Quake Three made every made every polygon in the map basically a waypoint, and also oh, part of the routing. And it meant that, and this only happened when you compile the level. So, like, the AI would discover this, but it would be able to use it, and it would use that in routing. And so it made it very simple, because they just kind of broke it down step by step and how they would get somewhere, and it made it very simple to use. But um, one of the things in here is, one of the, one of the really cool things about this is that, um, uh, is that when a QuakeBot, if a QuakeBot is good enough at fighting with the uh, aim skill thing... Um, with uh, when an opponent goes out of sight, it will figure out using AAS where they're most likely to appear from. Huh. So they try to like predict like where they're going to come out next. Like it knows where that yeah. path around that corner went, so he's either going to come out there or there. Yeah, and it, it yeah. assumes it assumes like it, it mostly uses this in retreating because it assumes that when you go around, you're going to come out in the shortest path, the shortest possible path back to it. Like you're just ducking behind cover so you can shoot back. Yeah. Um, uh, and then here's the next part that, uh, again, I said that they use chat. So every bot has their own, like, file of their own chatter because every bot has its own, like, style of speaking, basically. (laughs) Um, like, there's a couple of bots that camp, and so they have a bunch of messages about how much they like camping. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, but here's the here's the uh, here's the two that are, like, the weirdest in here. Characters per minute, which is how fast the bot types... Seriously, that's a stat for the bot. Yeah, because again, like, because like again, Quake was before voice chat, so like, if you were gonna type things to a teammate, you'd have to open it up and type type a command, and your character's just standing still while you're typing. So a bot will reflect that. The bots actually stood still to to uh, yeah, and they 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 actually pop up the little chat icon above their head saying that they're typing. I feel like they put more time and effort into making these bots than that actual game, probably. <laughs> well, like no, the rest well, of well it. remember, like, Jeez. Quake 3, remember, Quake 3 only had, like, Quake 1 and 2 had a campaign. Quake 3, there was no campaign. Quake 3 was, right, yeah, was a multiplayer-only multiplayer, game. Yeah. yeah. So, the, the, if you didn't have friends, the bots were the game. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. true. So, that is the entire game. So, it makes sense, huh? Basically, like, this sounds like, like, again, like, the chat stuff, like... Yeah, like that could have been like really well incorporated into like a story for this part, like or like at the yeah, element and it's to this. like and, and their chat, their chat recognition. Uh, let me go to my bullet points here. My, I, I took five pages of notes on this fucking thesis. Holy, um, crap. it's a hundred eighteen page thesis. Like five okay, five notes. <laughs> um, but yeah, like they have. Let me let me see. Like, uh, where's the fucking chat thing I wrote? Because they can. Uh, okay, so they don't. So they understand keywords. Basically, they're trained to understand certain keywords. Um, but you can actually give them really complicated commands, which was the main purpose of chat. Was if you're in a team game and you're the team leader, you could actually give them commands. So you could um, like and, defend and the stuff flag like attack. Yeah. Well, and and also you well you could also give them commands like protect the base, 
patrol from the railgun to the rocket launcher. Lead, oh, that complicated, eh? Lead Sarge to this point. <laughs> show, show Sarge how to get to the objective. And then you could also say, like, and you could also give them commands like, I want you three to patrol together. And stuff like that. And the when you're playing a team game and the other team has a and the other team is all AI, one of the members of their team will become the team leader. Um, and actually, if you're playing on a team with an AI, you can you're the team leader by default. But you can say, I don't want to be the team leader. You be the team leader. And then that guy will start issuing orders to everybody. They actually have like they all they all have a there's a fourth there there's there's this four level system to how the bot works, and the fourth level is ex- is exclusively for the team leader and it does coordination and like listen and like listens to things and like plans patrol routes and says like I want you to capture the flag I want you guys to I want you guys to protect the flag bearer, and that kind of stuff. Huh. Um, does it actually read like what's happening in the map and go okay. There's guys constantly near, like where uh, the so sniper rifle is. So patrol over there and keep them like, out of there. I think I think it'll it will react. And this is kind of the thing is that the bots could learn, and they would learn based on your tactics, and that would shift. It basically would it, it uses genetic algorithms to optimize their fuzzy logic values to to better suit your playstyle to like try and pinch hit you. Yeah. Um. Although apparently there was, uh, what was it? Apparently, like getting into other games, there are games where the bots will actually learn your specific tactics. Uh, I think what is it? Metroid, uh, Metroid Prime Hunters? on the 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 one for the DS. I can't remember what it's yeah, called. Metroid, Metroid Prime, Prime Hunters. Hunters. Yeah, I saw that. Um, on those those bots um, those bots food. could actually learn specific things you could do. Like yeah. they could learn exploits. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. And. They would use them against you if you didn't use them for a while. Then they'd forget them. But if yeah, like you, uh, if you were using a preferred like gun or weapon or something like that, they would use that in turn to try and overpower you with it, or, or something. use a counter to it, or yeah, something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, or one of the things that somebody was talking about was there was an exploit for some weapon that if you shot it at the floor, it did damage to everybody around you a lot. And one of the bots picked that up and started doing that. That's Jeez. gotta be weird to see. Yeah, but yeah. So I let's like, I, again. Sorry, I feel like that is like again like a, like. Kind of like the origin of a lot of like I, like ideas of like Ghost in the Machine kind of thing is mm-hmm. when like the, the AI starts in these like in these games like old ones or new ones like they kind of start kind of like it's it's kind when of the seed not, for like, like inspiration yeah it's like not even like oh like oh like there are actually Ghost in the no it's like the seed or inspiration for like somebody writing a story about like this kind of shit happening yeah and it's this kind of thing where I think also a lot of it is you know humans just humans want things to be human. Um, yeah. There's this and then whole. We get freaked out when they aren't. <laughs> there's a there's this whole book I read called the man who the the man who lied to his laptop. Um, that's actually really fascinating. Like there's a there's apparently a whole field of computer psychology that I didn't know about. Huh. Um. Then this is getting this is hardly germane to what we're talking about, but it's things like people. <sighs> okay, so I guess the the best example of this. Is um this was a story that happened a couple years ago. This is again another real story. Is that in Germany, BMW had to issue a recall of uh one of their models of cars because it had a built-in navigation system and the navigation voice was female. And they found they got a bunch of complaints from men saying that they couldn't, saying that they didn't trust the navigation system. Because they what? wouldn't oh take God. they wouldn't take orders from a woman. 
Wow. And they they got all these things. It's like, sir, this is a computer. It just has a voice that sounds female, and it's and it's just like I I don't trust it. <laughs> Specifically because it sounds like a woman. Psychology Specifically because it sounds a, like a woman. That's yes. messed up. The psychology is just such an an interesting field for that kind of stuff. And it's also there's also one of these things like, um, yeah, it's uh, people people's who are using a machine. There, there was another one that I can't remember as well in there that there were two teams that were using a computer to like accomplish some task, and they were given armbands. And in one group, um, one group the computer also had an armband, and people worked better with the computer that had their armband. Okay. <laughs> Because they felt like it was part of their team. He's part of the team, guys. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so there's a lot of... Yeah, so there's a lot of... Oh, yeah, and that's... A, that, oh, yeah, that was the other thing. There was another part in here about the chat response that... Um, like I said before, it does, like, keyword-based processing. So it yeah. understands things like attack... Um, it has a bunch of, like... It has a bunch of slang and a bunch of synonyms. So it's like... Uh, protect the heavy armor, or protect the red armor, protect RA, um, and that kind of stuff. But also, if you asked it a question, it, it would respond to the question um, using a system like Eliza, which I don't know if you're familiar with that. No. Hmm? No. Is that bot or something? I don't know. Uh, yeah, Eliza was... That? So Eliza was this uh, was this program created by, like, a... Uh, I'm trying to remember. It was, it was created by... Uh, I, I can't remember his name now. But basically... Um, Eliza was designed to be sort of a virtual therapist and it would do, um, basically anytime you said something to it, it would rephrase what you said as a question back to you. So it's like, I'm feeling sad. Why are you feeling sad? Um, <laughs> and just continue on that. Kind and of thing, so, yeah. and so like, and I mean, you could exploit this very easily. It's like, I'm dead. It's like, how do you feel about being dead? <laughs> yeah like that's it's, it's, that's it's all like it does it just it just takes <laughs> your sentence and rephrases a question back to you and that that's literally all it does you can find it online you can play around with it um and that's what the quake three bots do for anything that isn't a tactical thing so it's um they also have responses for and i remember this was the part of this was the ghost in the machine about quake three back when i actually played it that kind of spooked me a little bit because I didn't understand that this was like a standard thing. That um, they also have some, they also have some like prefab responses for. Um, they also have some prefab responses for specific questions. Mm-hmm. So like I would, um, I remember there was this one game of where there, there's one match in, if you play like the solo mode of the game because it has it, it like like um, Smash Brothers, it has a camp it has a campaign where you just play the multiplayer maps, but they're like different scenarios. And one of them is a one on one match in this really big arena. And I remember I was like trying to find the my opponent for like five minutes and so I got frustrated and typed in the chat like, Where are you? And the the it wrote back like, Wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> nice. I'm like, oh, I didn't yeah. expect that to happen. <laughs> so it'd be funny if, like, it also like if it duped you. It's like it's like behind you. It's like what? <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, I get yeah, it's that kind of stuff. Um, oh yeah, and this is one other thing that um, the, the, this is something that's pre-programmed in the game. But there's uh, so there's a whole lot of different ways that AAS figures out how to like navigate through a map. And so a lot of them are really straightforward. It's like walk in a straight line, swim in a straight line, crouch under something in a straight line. Um, 
but then it also includes like jumping jumping over platforms, crouching under obstacles, using elevators, bounce pads, teleporters, rocket jumping. <laughs> rocket jumping. The bots rocket jumped in that. Yeah, they some of them have a preference for rocket jumping. Um <laughs> and here's one of the crazy things is that the Quick Quick 3 bots can solve puzzles. Oh. Like, uh, what kind so, of puzzles are in so, Quake? so here's the so in some of the maps, and obviously this isn't, and the paper says this is like Quake Three is a fighting game, so there's not many puzzles. However, like some maps have like hidden stuff that you have to push a button to get to. Oh, okay. And so they can like, and so in so Same in that case solve. they can figure it out. But the 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 thesis paper actually presents a very very complicated puzzle. Um, at least well, at least for what I would think that it is. Let me. Fucking fine. So, like, basically, they have a puzzle where it's like there are the so the the bot knows that it's trying to get this item in this one room. So it's it's like it's it's this room. There are four little chambers in the room, each of which is blocked by uh, a series of bars that unlink when you hit when you hit a button. And then there is one button in a hallway on the other side of the room that you have to like walk down. You can shoot it to open up. After you trigger the button, the doors will close after the doors will close after four seconds. And I say doors, but they're just interlinking bars. Yeah, and the thing right. is, the bars, vertical and horizontal bars that open up, are not like a very normal. Uh, they're they're not a common thing in the game, so they're not actually part of the area awareness system, and they're not marked as an obstacle. So the bot will first try to like go to get the thing, and it recognizes that something impedes its progress. And so then it will start searching for a way to unimpede its progress. And basically, like, the, this puzzle is, the way you solve this puzzle, you're supposed to go down the hallway, shoot the first shoot the first button to open the first door, then beyond the first door, there's a button that opens the second door, and then beyond the second door, there's a button that opens the third door, and so on and so forth. But every one of these buttons, every one of these doors closes after four seconds. Okay. But, but the, bot can, the bot can look through this area and sort of, and sort of deduce how the puzzle works. Um, and to some degree, I think they say in there to some degree, it can like, it can look at the relations between things. So it understands that. So once it, I think the rule that it gets is once it observes all the, once it observes things, it understands a relation, but still it has to be able to, it also has to be able to understand that something is blocking its path. So it knows that this button will open, will open these bars and then it has, and then it knows that this button will open these bars and this button will open these bars and so on and so forth. Even though Um, it's not even ringing the bars, it just knows that hitting this button lets me go. Yeah. Like he thinks that it's just an invisible field in front of him. Yeah, and then it also knows how to like it. It also recognizes that like, oh, this has stopped. I need to find another way because also inside each of the chambers, because the doors close automatically, there's a button inside each of the chambers that opens the door that opens the door to the chamber. And so like, yeah, so they have that level. They they can they have that level of intelligence, um, intelligence in quotes, I guess that they can understand. They can like they can solve. I'm I'm not gonna call that like a complex puzzle, but for Quake Three, that's a complex puzzle. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, it seems like it's pretty complex. It yeah. seems like there's a lot of like actual like kind of there's there's a lot of ground here for like to, to and you can kind of see why people would have thought that this might have actually been happening. At least if you were in kind of like partially the no, uh, like kind of in the know or like 
to a degree. Problem being the very except first for, line. Except for the first line, which is like, yeah, no, it's not based it's off a, a neural yeah, network. It's not it's a neural genetic. network. That was too complicated for the time, and it would have taken yeah. it would have taken very long. There we go. It's on page. If uh, for anybody who wants to read the who wants to read the thesis, uh, the this puzzle solving thing is in chapter fourteen, uh, starting on page seventy two, and goes on for a couple of pages talking about how it like solves the thing. And I think here's one of the other things is that people could be convinced that it has a neural network because uh, the whole system that controls a bot is referred to as the network. Oh, okay. Um, but yeah. that's actually the name for a finite state machine, which is driven by the fuzzy logic. Gotcha. Okay. So they have so the, bot, the bot has ten states that it goes through, and it will swap between those based on how based on how the variables read. Uh, actually, I guess it has twelve because it has uh, observer mode and intermission mode. But those are states where it's just not playing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, also, one thing that's interesting to note is the bots. Uh, the bots don't have a. They don't obviously don't have a physical mouse and keyboard, but their their ability to interact with the game is as limited as the players. So they only have like go forward, strafe left, aim, shoot, chat like um, uh, chat to chat to person, chat to everybody. <laughs> Does it have limiters on how quickly? It turns and aims at things as well. Yeah, that like, was one of that's one of its pre- that's that's one of its preferences. It has um. It, let me go back to page sixty in here. I didn't actually get through all of its preferences, but yeah, uh, it has it a, like it a it has a plan. reaction time. It has a reaction time to how how quickly once it starts being attacked, it will do things. It has a mac. It has a it has a viewing angle. It has a maximum amount of. It has a maximum turning speed. It has an aim accuracy. Uh, again, like it has an aim skill. So like. Um, <laughs> So if it's greater than zero, it will uh, it its aim is affected by the player moving. If it's at zero, it will shoot at where exactly where you are. And there's only a couple of bots that are like tier zero. Um, let's see. If it's greater than four, uh, it will start leading shots. Um, if it's greater than eight, it will have more precise leading. If it's greater than six, it knows that it can use uh, area of effect damage. Uh, or it can exploit area of effect damage by shooting nearby geometry, so it knows it can shoot uh, a wall near you with a rocket and still hurt Instead you. Instead of hitting you directly, yeah. yeah. Um, and then, I'll, let's see, uh, and then, yeah, if it's greater than 0.5, it will start It will start making predictive shots when it can't see you, just assuming that you're behind, you're close enough behind the wall that shooting a rocket somewhere will hit you. Sounds um, like there's enough variables in this that, like, I could play the game and then take my own values and just put them in a bot, and he'd play just like I would play. Uh, maybe. Uh, <laughs> it, it even it even has things like um. It, it also has a lot of other like things like uh, croucher, jumper, walker. So how often they crouch, jump, and walk? Uh, yeah. some it's a a bot. Uh, croucher and jumper is specific to combat. Whether they will prefer to duck under shots or jump over shots. Uh, and then there's there we go. Weapon jumper. Um, their tendency to rocket jump. They also have. Uh, I forgot that there are personal items you can have, like personal teleporters and med kits and stuff. And so yeah. they have a they have a preferred single. They have a preferred item that they will pick up if they have the if they have the chance. Then there's also aggression, self preservation, vengefulness, camper, easy fragger, alertness, and fire throttle. So for vengefulness, would it be like if you kill him, he will specifically try to find yes, you? Yes, vengefulness. How likely the bot is <laughs> oh, to take Jesus. revenge. That's awesome. And then also easy fragger is how how uh, how likely they'll go for cheap kills. Um, alertness uh, alertness dictates uh, how far away the bot can see you from because its vision is impeded by walls, but it's also impeded 
by uh, environmental factors like fog. Oh wow, that's so it doesn't just see you forever always. Yeah. It doesn't like it see you forever has, like, always. Some well, thing. some of them do. Like the because that that was the thing because it's it's trying to emulate uh, it's trying to emulate a human opponent. Yeah, yeah. Um, and so it yeah, like everything pretty damn good job because we're still explaining it. There's like yeah, that no, many variables it, of there's all a, the different there is, ways. <laughs> there's a hundred eighteen page paper on how the <laughs> yeah, bot I know, works. Yeah. <laughs> like and yeah, again, this was considered this, this was a very sophisticated bot for the time. Honestly, I don't even think most of the bots nowadays do half of that shit. Well, yeah. So the thing is that once, like, once, once broadband internet became widespread and it was very easy to connect to stuff, like, so Quake Three was, I think, Quake Three was probably about the height of bots because that was sort of the end of dial-up internet. Because you yeah. got to remember, two thousand one Halo came out, mm-hmm. um, and that had that only had local multiplayer, but like online multiplayer was getting a lot bigger and games didn't need bots as much um, just because it was a lot easier to, to find a match with real humans. Yeah. Like matchmaking so, became more of a thing. Yeah. And so people, people focused less on building on building good bots and more on like fixing net code. Yeah. It's kind of the lazier way because literally all they have to do is work on making the players work properly in the level. And then the level just sits there for the players. Mm-hmm. Whereas back in quote unquote the good old days they put all this work into making a fun pve experience against bots yeah. where they can actually do all this stuff yeah like like even like like with turok and unreal champion i think even had that and right unreal championship yeah. had good bots yeah unreal's always had really good bots yeah and then there's also perfect dark so like the main thing is like again Quake 3 had very sophisticated bots because the bots the bots were the game and like obviously yeah. obviously games still have uh games still have like AI controlled opponents because if if a game has a single player campaign then it has that like and those those bots did become like more sophisticated and stuff. Um, like one thing I didn't know, um, Half Life, which pre- which predates this, it had kind of stupid bots that um, would you know like they'd shoot friendlies because they were in yeah. the way of something they were shooting at. But like one of the things I didn't know is um, they could the bots could coordinate and like would lay down suppressing fire so that teammates could advance and stuff. Uh, was that um, Half Life One or Two or Half Life One in nineteen ninety eight? Wow, damn. Um, well, that's something. And so yeah. they're stupid in some aspects, with smart in other ones. Yeah, yeah, and so that, and that's also one of the things is like that's, um, and so like bots kind of faded off, but enemy, like enemy AI in games has gotten better. Um, it's also become they, it's also gotten a lot sillier because games have become a lot more complicated. Um, yeah. like you know, Assassin Assassin's Creed has has very. Has has very good AI, but there's also you can find a lot of videos of people like doing stupid shit, like getting like drugging a soldier and getting him to just swing his weapon around and then throwing money in the street because people will go where you throw money and then they all just, just have them. They all just get yeah. hit by the soldier who's just swinging his weapon. I haven't done that yet. I need to do that next time I play that game. Um, but but also Fuck. like the everything about the like the the AI in the game is very convincing at its job when you're playing the game it's meant to be played like but if you start trying to break the game then it will then then it'll start to break down and i think that's kind of one of the things is like quake 3 bot quake 3 bots were very were were very sophisticated bots and they played the game very well and the thing is there wasn't a very easy way to break them because there wasn't a whole lot to the game like 
It was yeah. a game where you it's a game where you run around and you you shoot at guys. And like the only way to break that is to like you know, go out of bounds where a bot wouldn't be able to fight you or something like that. Like there's the the most sophisticated interaction you can have with somebody is shooting at them. <laughs> yeah. And that so was like a simpler thing. And so that's kind of the thing is cuz even like AI development for single player campaigns has advanced. It's just that it's it's that games have become more complicated as as time has gone on and stuff like that. Like I remember that was a thing in Halo 2 was like um which is you know that's that's from like the the bygone year of 2004 is even in even in that game um if if enemies detected you and they saw you went behind cover, they would throw suppressing fire down at your last known position to try and prevent you from running out while other dudes, like, tried to flank you and shit, like... Yeah, like, if you, like, went under cover or something like that, I remember, like, they'd throw plasma grenades and shit, yeah, just trying to, try to, like, try to, try to, like, um, uh, what's the word for it, uh, like... Flush you out. Yeah, flush you out, yeah, flush you out, yeah. Yeah, and so, like, the, so... <laughs> And the thing is that the the thing is that the enemies in the single player campaign are very limited in what they can do. Like elites always carry plasma rifles or plasma swords or whatever, and they have a dictated they have a dictated set of behavior. They don't need to be they they don't need to be dynamic to fit a certain situation. So they can just be fit with a bunch of different triggers, kind of like older yeah, games. They just more stri- uh, sorry, they're a little bit more scripted than yeah. They're a little more scripted. They obviously have some, like, they're not fully, they're, like, not fully scripted, obviously. They have a certain level of dynamism, because otherwise making that game would be, like, really frustrating. Yeah. Um, so they have they have some AI behaviors built in, but they also have a lot of stuff that's, like, specific to the map to let them... And again, it's because, it's because the game's more complicated. Um, yeah. Again, like, Unreal Tournament didn't have, like, distraction, abil- like, quirks in it and stuff. Like, it was all basically just... Yeah, Run around a map, shoot a man. An Unreal Tournament, <laughs> yeah. uh, Unreal Tournament, which actually or, it sorry, I meant came quick out. Quick. Yeah. Well, Unreal Tournament uh, yeah. actually also had very sophisticated AI, but it used a waypointing system, um, and so the bots in that game were a bit stupider. Um, yeah, they'd always go at the same point. They remember yeah, like they, an Unreal Tournament on like facing worlds doing CTF. You could just sit on the top of the sniper and just wait yeah, in one spot, that's shoot what a guy. I did. Don't even move. Just wait for him to come out again. Shoot. That's okay, what I did. That's what I did for so long. And they <laughs> they would adapt. They would adapt to that. Like they would know you were there, but they couldn't figure out a good way to fight it. Like I remember, I'd sit up there for a long time, and eventually they'd start sending a lot of dudes there, and they would immediately like start all shooting at me with the best weapons they had. Yeah. The problem was that I had a sniper rifle, which trumps them at the yeah. range that I was at. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and the bots have changed because I recently played the uh, the newer Unreal Tournament, which is partially made and created by um, the fans. And mm. I was trying to do the same thing, and as soon as I started doing that, like they'd come around the other side with a sniper and shoot me, or like they choose different weapons and start just. Like barraging me with fire. Meanwhile, if I stayed on the ground, they wouldn't be focusing up there. Yeah, war has changed. <laughs> yeah, normally war never changes. <laughs> Fallout lied. <laughs> yep. Well, I mean, you got Fallout and you got Metal Gear. Like one of them has to be lying because one of them says the war's never war never changes, and the other one says the war has changed. <laughs> nice. There can only be one truth. <laughs> then, the, then we got Frambo. It's like, in order to fight war, you must become war. Yeah, that's another <laughs> option there. <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, we have a long epic. since departed from our original topic here. What are we talking yeah. about? <laughs> this, this, this creepypasta wasn't really a creepypasta. Yeah. This <laughs> it was more or less a uh, War of the Worlds-esque phenomena <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, um, that was, yeah, that was kind of more that, the part of it, yeah. 
That, yeah, that's what it kind of feels like to me. Like this whole like going back to the story itself, it, it, like when the 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 events around it, like with people like freaking out over it, is that it felt it feels very much like that um uh, that well that were the world's radio broadcast that everybody oh, thought real. was real. Yeah, yeah for sure. It's just, it's just a digital version of it, basically. Yeah, no, and I I would totally I would totally buy that that's its purpose. Um, and yeah. that was why it was created. And the thing is, that's that's why to the people who are scared by it, it was scary, because yeah. it seemed it 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 seemed real. It seemed believable enough for them to uh, actually like like their believability, their 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 um, ability to like suspend their disbelief, or like I guess like just that bar of believability was high enough. Yeah, or was and maybe low enough. Like I consider myself a pretty rational person, and even I like kind even I was really. Like, maybe? <laughs> you had that doubt in your mind. I had yeah. doubt about it. Like, this sounded this sounded crazy, but yeah. also, like, it was presented in a very believable way. And I think that's one of the things. Like, if it if it if it did things that made it creepier, um, like any of the other story things that we that we had said, it probably would have pushed it out of the realm of believability. Yeah, yeah like I mean, the chat thing would have been really interesting. Like, if they had actually like start talking back but like that would have probably ruined like you wouldn't been able to fabricate that to be like as as believable as just yeah they're just, they just for four years they've just been standing there like mm-hmm. not firing and then because that's that's you, so like yeah because it's so basic and it's also something that occasionally happens to quake bots they just get stuck and they just don't yeah. move <laughs> for me i just feel like there was just so many ways that this could have been like way more believable like because they're sitting in the map and they're learning right you'd figure that if you made like an endless match with no cap on time no cap on kills then they would stay in that situation never like i feel like when the match ends they load into a new match but it's kind of like it resets their values because it's a new match Mm -hmm. whereas if it was a, a continuous match it would be more believable that they've been continually learning over that time yeah well, like, how would you emulate that? Or, like, how would you... I mean, well, so, like, it's, I, I it's, I mean, it's fiction. Value... You could just say, like, yeah. oh, I modded yeah. this server to, to to have no, like, cap on on matches or whatever. Yeah. Just to see what would happen. Yeah. yeah. I, I made, uh, yeah, I made I made this own, I made my own special game mode that doesn't do anything, that doesn't, that never <laughs> ends. Or something like that. Like, yeah. You could well, have like done that. Tournament, there's, like, mutators you can download. That changed the game. Yeah, and I don't know if they had mutators. Quake, back then. Quake Three had some level of customizability. I know that it. I know that it wasn't as 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 easy as Unreal Tournament because, um, like, like Unreal Tournament felt like when you loaded it up, it it it, it felt like an Office program. <laughs> like, kind of. Like yeah. you had to go to like File New Game. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like a secondary desktop. Yeah. Yeah, and so like, but that was also how you access the mutators and stuff. Where Quake Three was looked like a video game when you started it up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although that's one thing about uh oh man, that's one thing about Unreal Tournament that could have that could have been interesting as well if if you went if this was an Unreal Tournament pasta and also you went with it because uh, one of the nice one of the things about Unreal Tournament was when you played with bots, they all had their own special voice clips. I was just gonna mention that if you didn't, yeah. Oh man. <laughs> and then it, yeah, if it started like if it started like hacking the voice clips together. <laughs> oh fuck. <laughs> Like a fucking bumblebee from Transformers. Yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. Just like release me. <laughs> it's like, we want we want peace. Yeah. 
Oh god, yeah, that would be pretty. Yeah, that'd be that'd be that'd be unsettling. I think I think that's really what it is. It's it's unsettling, creepy, like or it's like mm-hmm. potentially unsettling, creepy. Yeah, that's what I said. It's potentially unsettling, but it's not actually. Well, it's to not, me, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's two it's, different people. Yeah, you know. like I said, like a personal preference. Like I find the fact that they were all standing in place and, and just watching him, like that would unnerve me. Yeah, that's the creepy <laughs> element about it, and it's a lot creepier if you think it's real. <laughs> Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Yeah. yeah, and it's a thing. It's it's this it's this it's this subtle. I'm not gonna say unstated because it's stated, but it's a. I, I guess it's an unstated creepiness that is just like that was fucking weird. <laughs> like, um, I, I read a, a while years back. I read a creepypasta about Call of Duty called Nuke Town, and the only creepy thing about it was that. Um, there were the guy got into the game, and there was no. It was Nuke Town, which is like basically like a. That's the nuclear testing site map, right? Yeah, it's where a it's just a bunch of site, houses just, and mannequins. Exactly. Yeah. So, and the mannequins were like, they weren't. They never moved until he looked away, and <laughs> then they'd move. They'd be closer, and it was. I always find that unnerving in like anything. Oh yeah, like, no, there's a, there's um <laughs> there's some kind of like spooky first person game. I can't remember what it is, but it's, it's some kind of first person shooter. Where literally there's a two minute sequence in the game. It's just that. Uh, I think. Are you talking about Spec Ops: The Line? No, happens no, not, that, actually. not not Spec Ops. Can... It's it's uh, it's some it, it's a it's a because I remember one of the really neat things about it is like so you're going through this like you're going through this like dark dark hallway that has mannequins in it and basically every time you look back at the mannequins oh, they've moved yeah. and then also like you're you're looking through a window and you like see some like because there's a locked door you look at a window and there's like some guy there who's like oh yeah let me buzz you in and like he gets out of the way of the window and the door opens and when you go through the door there's a mannequin and the best part is when you walk past the mannequin suddenly you take two damage and then when you look around the mannequin's now facing you (laughs) like it just slaps you in the back of the head yeah (laughs) nice i I know they did that with the uh, resident evil uh seven uh trailer game like that demo game they did uh where like it was a haunted house and then they you walk into the you go up into the attic and there's a couple of mannequins and you're and like I, i watched a couple of let's players play it and they're like I know you're gonna move. I know you're gonna fucking move. And then he like turned around, did some stuff out like in another room, came back, and the mannequins were gone. It's like I knew it. <laughs> it's yeah. just like that. Yeah, like if you're in a horror game and there's mannequins, they're gonna move. <laughs> yeah, or they're well, going to be in a different um, place. The only game where they didn't is uh, Criminal, I think. Um. They did move, but like oh, a couple of them moved, like but only like because like the, one of the killers or whatever was like moving them. Yeah, and that I was think. kind of a thing. But that was also a game like, where you could the the mannequins were there, so you could rip off their legs and use them as clubs. Nice. Yeah, yeah. The the mannequins were not like were never going to be the like the they, they were there to be unsettling because. But like, one of the things I one of the things I culture. like about that is that <laughs> is that the the general idea that if there's a mannequin it it's going to move or do something creepy is now to the point where you can just spook genre savvy people by just putting a bunch yeah. of mannequins in a in a place and having them do nothing. Oh, for yeah. sure. Like even in like tabletop games, like you're running Call of Cthulhu and like. You just throw in like, all right. So you walk into the next room, and there's just a bunch of mannequins in the corner, and and there, boom, that people are rolling sand tricks themselves, <laughs> like because yeah, they just because they just assume are... that there's something about mannequins. Yeah, because you mentioned it. <laughs> like you mentioned well, it's important. Yeah, fear of mannequins. Hmm? Like there's yeah, a yeah, legitimate it's... fear of mannequins. Like I'm pretty sure Markiplier on YouTube has said multiple times that he has an act like a fear of mannequins specifically. Yeah, hmm. because it, like yeah. it's that like uncanny valley sort of thing, like. 
like they're not like they're not nowhere near close to human, but like they have the human form, and yeah. that's what creates and it's just like super yeah. unsettling. Sure, but makes yeah. sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, is there anything else to ta- say? <laughs> I don't know if there's been anything to say for about twenty minutes, but we've been talking anyway. <laughs> well, we've yeah, been saying yeah. things, so those are those are things. To yeah, say. and like. Uh, I I would definitely again I would recommend um, looking up this looking up this thesis paper um, by you have like a week Wav- <laughs> what is it Wavrin Jean Paul I'm, I'm or, gonna leave a link in the description for like the uh, that that Reddit f- uh, thread and uh, if I can I'll find like a, a link directly to that thesis because yeah. yeah I can send you I got I got it pulled up here in my tabs I cool. can just send yeah. you that link. Um, yeah, I'll put that in the next when I do the description. And yeah, there's a bunch episode. of stuff in here I didn't talk about because uh, even beyond like I don't know, most of it wasn't really germane to the topic. But there's a lot of real neat stuff here. It also goes to like the history of Quake bots. Oh god, and stuff like that. Like it's a short history because you know it was Quake three. It's just talking about the first three. Yeah, yeah. it's talking about the first two. <laughs> yeah. And also, it it does a brief like it's got like a three or four page rundown of games with bots that pre- that predated uh, Quake Three. Okay. So yeah, um, it's a little dry. There's gonna be there's gonna be a lot of tech like there's a bunch of technical stuff. I um, I like skimmed over like there's it describes for like twenty pages how a bot understands what it can and can't move over by like using primitives to and and figuring out what its hitbox is and stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Oh jeez. And like yeah, understanding I, how high it can jump in this level and all that stuff. Yeah. And actually that reminds me I'll also put in a link for the um um uh, uh that the guy who was describing like the like created the uh the, the learn play or the learn fun and then the play fun. But, yeah, cuz he's got he's got like a there's like a whole hour of videos that he has that are just this stupid thing he made for uh for a like a for funsies conference. Yeah. He's also got a couple other neat things on his channel, but um, mm-hmm. uh, he gets involved in a lot of game jams. <laughs> oh yeah, like, and that, that's like where they like people just make like uh, like games in like twenty four hours or something. Twenty like twenty four yeah. hours or a week. There's been a bunch of games that have yeah. come out of game jams as well. Um, like yeah. Super Hot. Super Hot was a was a seven day FPS challenge. Nice. Oh, was it really? Yeah. Damn. Well, I guess it kind of shows because of how simple it is, but that's part of the art style of it as yeah. well. Well, because it was also more of an experiment on like. Again, like, slow-mo you, and all that. Yeah, yeah. slow-mo and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, um, I think also um, Receiver, that was part of the 7-day FPS challenge, although that one's a lot more obviously 7-day FPS because yeah. they just took the Unity thing they made and put it into put it on Steam, whereas Super Hot they actually, like, refined it. You can still find the original version. It started as a Flash game. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I've seen, like, an updated version of it. It's, it's really yeah. Oh yeah, I've, yeah. I've, It's yeah, really yeah, good, it, and it, you can also too, beat yeah. it in about four hours. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, like blind, but it's got a lot of game modes. It's very, it's very fun, and I think that's one of the things. It's short, but it's very fun. Yeah, it's memorable too because of how unique it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and also, uh, also as uh, noted by <laughs> God, every time I think about this, I think about the speed run of it. Which um, there's a there's a good line from the, this the super hot got run at GDQ, and so naturally one of the things is when a at the, when you get to the end of a level in super hot, it's a super hot over and over again. Yeah. But naturally, as a speedrunner, uh, he's trying to mash through that, and it will say the tech, it will say the stuff faster the the faster you mash, and so it's like, <laughs> and so it's like here, like so I discovered here when I was mashing through, if you mash the keys fast enough, it says hot soup. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's awesome. Oh, nice. Hot soup. Hot soup. Uh, if you imagine fast enough, you load to the next level with a bowl of hot soup to use as your weapon. Infinite ammo. You just constantly throw with them. That's the Easter egg. Yeah. yeah totally. That would be great if they put that in uh, after like, an update. Yeah. DLC oh. for Super Hot is hot, hot soup. soup. <laughs> yes. Um, I think that. Uh, unless you have anything else you want to say, I think that basically covers this one then. So, recommendations? For oh, are we going to do that? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, whatever. This image takes a minute to read. You could have read it a hundred and. You could have read it 77 times. Yeah. Um, if you really wanted I mean, to. Uh, it's it's interesting. I would read, and it, and it, you know, it spurred this entire discussion. So, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Good. Thumbs up. The fact up. that we could talk this long about something that's a minute long. Yeah, shows something about it. I think if you're interested in like uh, in the gaming, in, in gaming in general, like in like the history of it and stuff of like that, um, this would be an, this is an interesting story for that to like to read about it at least, like to read about the phenomena that and like just how. Honestly, if you um, want to read, just yeah, kept that. <laughs> if you want to read about the phenomenon, honestly, that will also take less time than we spent discussing it. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. Although I don't yeah, know how like, much time we really spent discussing it, and how much time we spent talking about Halo. Um, <laughs> we did get sidetracked. We got yeah, we got a little sidetracked, but like yeah. that's it's fine. It's it's we're it's all related. We're, we're a discussion podcast. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, I would definitely recommend reading up on how the Quake Three AI legitimately works, though. That's really it's it's fascinating. Yeah, to be honest, it sounds really interesting. Yeah. Like, I didn't know they went in that depth. Yeah, no. Like there's that. there's a bunch of stuff I didn't even touch here because. Um, but yeah, it, it's 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 real curious. All right, cool. Yeah. All right, so I guess basically round round table uh, recommendation. Pretty much. There's a couple times where like I was a little pulled out of the immersion of it. Where like he's saying like, oh, the servers are really slow right now. Sorry, it took me so long to get the screenshot. In, well, was, in regards to um, the the two files he showed, wasn't it like twenty minutes between that? Yeah. Yeah, but it's still that's a long it, time. You know, I never actually, you know, I never actually looked at the timestamps in the story. <laughs> yeah, it took him about twenty minutes to get that screenshot, and I feel like yeah, it was, going it into was, it, he should have had that stuff ready to go. So if someone asked, just bam, there you go. Like I think it was only after you mentioned it that I saw that, like, oh, um, that, that I saw, like, oh yeah, all these all these posts are apparent are allegedly from two thousand eleven. Yep. Yeah. And they all span basically about just over an hour. Basically. It's like an hour and seven minutes or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah like that sounds about right for a four chan chat. Yeah, and then also yeah, like, yeah. Actually, like so like that was one of the reasons why actually we went on four chan like before the recording was just to see like how quick responses were and like they basically were uh, like it wasn't unusual to see that. So yeah, I think the first response for this was like five minutes in or yeah. something like that, and it was roughly about the same when we look at random ones that are going now. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, whether it's doctored or it was something that just kind of snowballed, like... Either way, it's, it's believable pretty... enough without us telling you that because yeah. of it the was response a, it, from everyone. Yeah. Yeah, it was a... Yeah, it was... It might have been, like, a clickbait story, but yeah. All right. Um, and then, yeah, so uh, check that out. Uh, I'll leave links in the descriptions below. I have apparently a lot of links i got to leave in the description below. Um... Uh, yeah, um, um, I've got a, I have a, probably when this gets posted, this Kickstarter will be completed, because this is going probably in late November. Oh, um, yeah. but yeah, uh, I've got a game, it's called Goblin, um, I think it's, the, the Kickstarter looks like it's gonna be good, so we're gonna be making it, um, so check, Woo. check that out, keep an eye open, um, depending on how much money I have and how Backerkit responds, I might be taking pre-orders at some point. 
if you're not nice. part of the campaign already. So keep an eye out for that. Um, cool. So that will... Uh, you can find the Kickstarter. I'm probably going to, or whatever else, like whatever campaign-centric details I have, you can find either at goblin.house, um, G-O-B-L-I-N dot H-O-U-S-E, um, or you can, uh, let's see, or you can follow um, my podcast Twitter. I have a podcast called The Drunk and the Ugly. I also have another podcast that's related to that one called Ugly Talk. They're about RPGs. One of them is an actual play podcast with 600-something games on it. The other one is a discussion, transmedia uh, thing where I talk with my friend Travis, who has a master's degree in interactive literature, um, and is like trying to, trying to get a doctorate, but is having a hard time finding PhD programs right now which is really the only thing holding him back. Uh, yeah, so you can follow news on that and the podcast and stuff uh, on Twitter at the drunk and ugly. Uh, you can follow me. I'm space cow two, four, five, five on Twitter and I've got a bunch of other stuff there. I stream. I'm on Twitch. Uh, you can, if you want to go to my Twitch, you can look up space cow two, four, five, five on Twitch or go to space cow dot rocks. Dot nice. rocks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> That's a weird one. Um, there's a I lot of the, there's I, a lot of weird top level domains and basically if you're willing to go with a weird one, you can um you can probably find whatever domain you want. Uh, I know nice, for a couple yeah. of years somebody had Walmart.horse. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and it's just just a picture of a horse with a Walmart behind it, and I think Walmart I think Walmart eventually bought that domain from them. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So they don't have it anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think my favorite one though goes to my, um, I'm not going to call him my buddy cause I barely know him, but, uh, another uh, speed running podcaster, um, called author blues who his, um, uh, his Twitch that he bought a domain and he got really lucky on his name and also top level domains that is his, the domain that redirects to his Twitch is, uh, author which I think is a yes. site from the government of Spain. <laughs> Oh, oh shit. Oh. <laughs> I was going to say, like, well, what? Nice. Yeah. You can uh, check, uh, you can, if you like what you heard, if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below, wherever this gets posted, whether it be on Kiwi6, Facebook, YouTube, Tumblr. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm on t- uh, Twitter as well at Review Cultist. Uh, Gamer in Yellow is on Xbox Live. Uh, the Gamer in Yellow, but without the W, because Microsoft hates you. I hate it. They just won't give you one extra letter. I don't have a stupidly long name, but Jesus Christ. Maybe just do Gamer Yellow? <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Um, and, uh, yeah, you can check the um, title cards for each episode on the Tumblr site or on the YouTube channel. So, crazonstudios.tumblr.com or on El Dente on YouTube. Um, and you can leave us uh, suggestions for other creepypastas or, I guess, meme-level creepypastas like this one. Um, I, I, is this one really a meme, or is this more like just a phenomena class creepypasta? <laughs> uh, I wouldn't really call it. I wouldn't really call it. I mean, I, I guess in the literal sense, it was a meme. Yeah, but um, if you want yeah, to you take can... it as literally as possible, yes, this was an internet meme. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> but not internet meme as we understand those two words together to mean. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you can leave us uh, suggestions for other creepypastas and whatnot uh, on our email, um, aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-O-R-T-I-S at gmail.com. And yeah, for anybody who's uh, who wants to support us, uh, they can go to Patreon and um, choose the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have several special 
uh, Patreon-specific uh, shows, um, behind-the-scenes content, early access. Just select the tier and go from there. And for our patrons already, uh, thank you immensely. You are keeping the hosting ba- uh, hosting site at bay. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I am the Gamer in Yellow. I'm Matt. And this has been El Dente Rigamortis. Sleep well. just kind of go into a, like maybe a rundown of the story and then we'll just start talking up like have a discussion about the story itself take your time with the rundown <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I'll, I'll just pull up the story itself and just read each <laughs> yeah go for it as long yeah. as it needs uh no um